This episode is brought to you by Dadgrass. We'll call this a little pre-episode smoke break. I came across Dadgrass a couple months back and figured I'd give it a shot. I thought because of the lockdown, it would be nice to sit in my backyard, listen to some music, maybe drink a beer and light up a joint every now and then. The Dadgrass pre-rolls do exactly what I want. Music sounds a little better, I smile a little wider, and most importantly, I keep a clear head. I got my buddy Sean hip to these recently too. Now we FaceTime a few times a week, sit outside, and enjoy a mellow, casual smoke together. Dadgrass makes 100% organic hemp CBD joints that serve up a clean buzz so you can get just high enough. They're totally legal, there's no extra taxes, and they can be shipped nationwide. If you're looking for your own smoke break, head to dadgrass.com, throw a few joints in your cart, and enter discount code FOODONTOUR at checkout for 20% off. Oh, and while there's no legal age for the consumption of CBD or hemp right now, if you're under 21, this isn't the product for you. But now you got something to look forward to. Maybe tell your dad about it. Head to dadgrass.com for more info. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode 22. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you've been enjoying it, please do me a favor. Go leave a rating and review wherever you listen. Helps me out a lot. Just takes you a second. Today, I'm talking with Sam Stewart and Sterling Laws from the band Low Moon. Sam grew up in London. Sterling grew up in Seattle. So we'll be talking about some of the places they look forward to visiting the most when they're on tour and playing their hometown. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or most importantly, food recommendations, send those over to foodontourguys at gmail.com. Enjoy the conversation with Sam and Sterling. Do you want to start? <laughs> sure. As the last person to join? Yeah, I'll be the first to yeah. first to explain everything. <laughs> yeah. Knowing the least. <laughs> um, would be fair to say that I met Sam through Sam's sister originally. Yep. So when I moved to LA and then started playing shows, Sam's... Uh, younger sister is a really great singer her name's kaya and so i was fortunate enough to play drums for her on a couple tours and just through osmosis met sam yeah at the time so i i joined the band in 2015 matt and chrysanta had been playing together under a different name but yeah so we we jammed you came up well, we recorded our album in Seattle, um, and so you were just there coincidentally. I grew up north of Seattle in Anacortes, Washington, and mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I was in an indie band uh, that played a lot of like house shows. We would occasionally play venues, but the majority of what we played was house shows. And there was another band um, in the area called Sea Cats that I still love that was... Featured a member... Wait, uh, are they called Sea Cats because of Sea Tack? I don't think so. Uh. Maybe. <laughs> I think they're called Sea Cats because they grew up in Longview, which is like near Aberdeen, Washington. Uh, um, I thought I'd just stumbled on something. <laughs> but the band featured two people, Josh and Mike Davis, who are brothers. And I think that Mike suggested that you guys talk to me. Y- yeah, I think he did. And you were like, what? <laughs> I know him. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was so strange. Yeah. That's a lot so funny. of serendipity involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I didn't know anyone in Seattle, so that was really strange. Yeah. So I, yeah. I met like five people in Seattle and one of them knew you. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, that's enough music talk. I think let's get into some food. Sounds good. So we're going to talk about London and Seattle. Yeah. I know why we're talking about that, but do you guys want to explain that real quick? Well, sure. I'm from London. He's from Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> and I've, we've both spent. You've spent a lot of time, like we just talked about, yeah. making the first Low Moon album in Seattle. Yes. Some would say too much time. Too much time. Too much time. Um, I miss it though. I yeah. Been in a while. And Low Moon has played in London, right? You guys yeah. have done European tours and, and UK tours as well. Yeah, we've played in London quite a few times. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, chronologically, we will have both shared a meal in Seattle first. So why don't cool. we start there? Okay. Well, we could uh, staying in chronological order. We could uh, shout out the Spoon. Which oh. is your breakfast spot, but I also knew of. Yeah, no, it's the dish. Isn't the it? dish. Not sorry, the I'm sorry. The dish. <laughs> the dish. It was. Well, that's actually probably my favorite spot in in all of Seattle. Yeah. Wow. Um, but what's it, the deal with the dish? It's a diner, and it's right next to Hall of Justice. It's like a block. Cool. You know, which is in uh, Ballard. Uh huh. Yeah. There's yeah. a road that kind of goes uh, parallel from Fremont to Ballard, which is for people that are unfamiliar with Seattle. Seattle is kind of shaped like an hourglass and right through the middle of it is interstate five. And so the, the water kind of hugs the East or sorry, the West side, which is Fremont and Ballard. And, um, the dish is on this little like road, which I think Ballard until recently like everything, uh, it was a very large, like Scandinavian fishing neighborhood until yeah. uh, Seattle became what it is now. Very expensive, right. and none of us can live there. But um, <laughs> it's a cool area, and I think Hall of Justice and the and the Dish that area feels kind of like you're getting sprayed by the sea constantly because it's nice. close to the water. And- it is really cool, but it's one of those cool areas that you have to be there for a little while before you figure it out and, and realize mm-hmm. it's not like stumbling into some neighborhood in Brooklyn and every, and it's just like, Oh, there's this, there's that. It's kind of right. like, it feels a little bit industrial. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, the dish was just like classic diner, but what uh, do you get at the dish? Man, it's been a while, but I, I definitely got some like hash, you know, like a hash breakfast type thing. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what do you even call that? Like a breakfast hash, you know? Corned beef like, hash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They do a great hash, and my my strongest memory of the dish is the hot sauce selection. Oh yeah, great. Oh great nice. Hot sauce. Hundreds of choices. Yeah. Hundreds. Yes. Is it just sort of like set up it's a like wall. you just it's a it, like a community wall? You just go grab yeah. a bottle or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. You just grab it. And the counter is really good. Mm-hmm. The way the counter is situated. They've got a huge counter mm-hmm. um, that goes around the kitchen. But, you know, we, we ate there, like, not every day, but several times a week for the whole nice. time that we were recording there, which was months. So <laughs> definitely <laughs> had, a, had my fill of, of corned beef hash. But um, Yeah, I feel like the dish deserves some credit on your record or something. It, I know we should have. <laughs> definitely probably healed many um, yeah. wine nights, wine evenings. Yeah, no, actually that's good. <laughs> there was one morning in particular. Oh yeah, because we, we Chris Waller produced the album, but we also had a co 
co-producer on it who whose name is Frank Titas who's an incredible human being um an Australian eccentric let's say and he flew in we were kind of like a week or two into recording and he flew in and it was going to be like the first time that everyone involved in the record was going to be in the same room together at the same time mm-hmm. and he flew in and everyone was really excited to hang out so lots of wine was drunk the first night he arrived <laughs> um particularly him and charlie uh who was playing drums didn't go to bed till the early wee hours <laughs> the, the next, first day the first day the frank arrived <laughs> so we go to the studio we go to the dish on the way to the studio the next day and Frank was really holding it together like a champ. But then I noticed that he hadn't touched his breakfast like the whole oh, time. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, this guy is going down at some point. <laughs> he, tri- he tried valiantly. He set up, he like mic'd up the drums. <laughs> but then <laughs> Charlie started playing the drums and Frank just took a nap directly in front of the drum kit as he was playing no way and the hall of justice is a small studio it's tiny (laughs) if you're in the live room like you are in the drum set (laughs) (laughs) it's not there's no space i mean it sounds great but like it's not yeah you can't spread out yeah right it's a really cool studio actually sorry i know we're supposed to be talking about food i will just say (laughs) it's quite a historic studio i'd i'd be uh foolish to not talk about dick's burgers which I is, knew it was going to come up. You knew it was going to come up. I mean, have you talked about Dick's Burgers on this show before? No, on no pod? one's talked about okay. it. I don't remember a single time entering the s- city limits of Seattle and not eating Dick's at some point during the day. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, this- <laughs> sometimes twice a day. Uh, and Dick's really set you up here. My dad, so there's a couple places on, uh, there's a couple <laughs> locations of Dick's Burgers in Seattle. And... Dick's Burgers is basically Seattle's, for lack of a, a, this doesn't do it justice, but it's Seattle's equivalent to In-N-Out. However, right. it's more local. Um, I think it's way better. Than I In-N-Out. think it's way better as well, which I know some people would disagree with. It's much more simple. It's more old school. The menu is smaller. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a there's a location in Wallingford on 45th Street that is the one that I specifically always used to go to with my dad. And my dad told me when he was going to University of Washington, which is just the other way on 45th Street, that he would go eat Dick's Burgers twice a day because it was cheaper than buying like ramen from the grocery store. So Whoa. he would just eat it like and the prices haven't really changed much like a, so you can get. Uh, a special or a deluxe. So a special has two patties. I personally always get two deluxe because I like the ratio of their sauce, like their burger sauce to to patty. I don't want too much meat. It's it's definitely like an ode to like a mayonnaise base aioli with a pickled mm-hmm. relish and an onion, but it's very light and right. The burgers are thin and it's a diced, you know, lettuce. Um, so they don't do any substitutions. You cannot take away or add anything on any part of the menu. Um, and you, if you want ketchup or whatever, it's like five cents. So there's everything has a price. Five cents. It's five cents for a, a thing of tartar or ketchup. Um, and the fries are skin on uh, 
greasy, not rigid fries, soft, but not, again, not overwhelming and not like a Five Guys fry or an In-N-Out fry that's more, dare I say, cardboard texture. Dude, In-N-Out's fries are garbage. I They're don't terrible. Know what They're, They're ter- fucking trash. Yeah. When you, when you have a Dick's Burgers bag of fries, you are cradling this cup of, like, grease goodness. And right. I'll tell you what, the nickel for the ketchup is definitely worth it. You mentioned you mentioned the tartar sauce. Um, yeah. Is that something they're putting on their burgers, or is it strictly for the fries? I don't know exactly what the sauce is. I've always eaten it too fast to really pay attention to what the sauce is made out of. But I I want to say it's a clo- it's close to like a tartar sauce. So the, the reason I ask is because where I grew up in Akron, Ohio, uh-huh. there is also a small like burger drive-in chain similar to Dick's called uh-huh. Swenson's, and. Everyone there is like obsessed with Swenson's. It's okay. great. It's good burgers. But their thing, they have a signature burger called the Galley Boy. And the Galley Boy is like a double cheeseburger. I think the top layer is like a barbecue type sauce. And the bottom is like a tartar sauce. So you Ooh. get them together. And I've never really like seen anyone else do tartar sauce on burgers. Oh, my goodness. So you mentioned that it's I don't it's not my favorite thing. I, the tartar yeah. sauce honestly kind of throws me off. But sure. um People are like obsessed with it in okay. Akron. Swinsons? Swinsons. Swinsons, yeah. I have to go next time yeah. we're in Akron. I mean, and, yeah. yeah it's, next time you're in Akron. <laughs> I will I do have to say from a from a company standpoint as well, Dick's like was way early on in um they they will pay for like employees tuition to college. They oh, offer wow. fair wages. Um, they give back to the community. There's, they have a, like a, um, a nonprofit, I think it's a nonprofit or like a, a charity. Um, and they're like an absolute stalwart of Seattle. And it's not, there's a, there's a great, anybody that likes Sir Mix a lot, there's a great song called Posse on Broadway. That's track two of, I don't know what, I just know it's track two from being on my iPod for like 20 years, but. <laughs> it's right after the song Buttermilk Biscuits and there's a line in it that um the where she's he's like pick up the posse on twenty third and Jackson heading for some strip or heading for the strip. Yes, we're looking for some action. And she says the girl in the car says, like, I wanna go to Taco Bell and they pull up to Taco <laughs> Bell and it's closed and he's like I said, go back the other way. Let's stop and eat a Dick's. And I was That's always like, so That's sick. so cool. I Wait, know what Dick's so is. So I didn't know that So Mexalot was from Seattle. Yeah, Sir Mixlot. I didn't know that Seattle either. Legend. Wow. Yeah. I also That's didn't crazy. know he had any other songs besides <laughs> besides my. Uh, I, like I love that you know bucks. the lyrics to like a Sir Mixlot deep, deep cut. Yeah, deep on cut. on Broadway. <laughs> well, Broadway is like the spot, like the street on on the hill, and kind of goes throughout Seattle. But there is nice. a Dicks on Broadway that my my mom now lives. My mom lives in Seattle now, and she lives like two blocks from there, so I go there all the time. Every time I had a I strong, I had a strong feeling you were going to bring up dicks. I'm happy you did. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I I think of Asian food a lot in Seattle. Do you guys have any favorites on that end of the spectrum, like Asian stuff, ramen, yeah, anything like that? There's a spot in. Sorry. If you no, no, no. I I I was going to say that I think we might have had sushi one time, but I honestly can't remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I have a more descript. Yeah. so seattle or safeco field where the mariners play is really close to chinatown in seattle 
you can walk like front you can park in chinatown and walk to safeco so when i was growing up we would always go to Yuwajamaya, which is a, a i, I love think, that place i think it's a I don't want to get this wrong. I think it's a Japanese market. I'm not I sure. I think it is too. Because um, they have like, there's like the homeware section yeah. and they have like that. There's like a library or like a bookstore yes. where they have all the Japanese comics and yes. stuff. Yes. And they have excellent, I I mean, when I was a kid, I was super into the Japanese candy and the like stuff mm. you can't buy anywhere else besides a spot like that. So we would always go there and get like drinks and a bunch of sugar. My My parents were really nice for putting up with that. And then <laughs> when we would leave the games, we would always go on a Sunday. So it's a 1 p.m. game. You get done with the game and we walk up the up the hill. And my dad has this really awesome uh, older friend named Steven, who's like a really awesome. Uh, he's just like a very boisterous Jewish guy from Chicago. And he had this spot called Thai Tongues that was in... Um, Chinatown and we would go to Tai Tung's and get the uh the duck and the what is the really thinly cut um meat with like the kind of hoisin like mustard that they serve at Chinese restaurants. Peking duck? It's like an appetizer. Huh. Mm, I don't know. Okay. This it's brilliant <laughs> at Tai Tung's. Anyway, we would sit at the Lazy Susan and they would always he would never order, they would just bring us food. He would go there every Sunday, nice. so they just like and and bring us different things every time. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you and Jemiah is really awesome too because I don't want to I don't want to call it a food court, but they have like in the back uh-huh. there's like the little vendors and stuff that you can get like takoyaki and ramen and they yes. have like teriyaki bowls and shit. It's awesome. It's really good and cheap and also pretty close to if you're ever touring in Seattle and you're playing on Capitol Hill or at Numos or whatever. It's like. It's a great spot to go and like stock up the van with way better than Whole Foods. And for like, sure, they have if, great snacks and groceries and stuff yeah, there. Yeah, it's a good spot. I mean, I know we could like probably go on about both of these cities forever, but do you guys have any more any more like really notable places in Seattle? Or you want to move on I've, to London? I've got I, one spot. You go first. The only place. I mean, this is going to sound pathetic because we spent a lot of time there, but it was mainly <laughs> ordering takeout. Um, because we were in the studio, but we used to go to the PCC, um, you know, the co-op mm-hmm. to get to do the kind of like salad bar thing, and, mm-hmm. get, and I loved that place. Oh, that place was awesome. I've never been there. Um, where? What part of town's that, Sterling? The PCC. Yeah, I think it's in Fremont. Yeah, Fremont PCC. So good grocery store. Apart from that, I feel like. I'm letting you down because I can't even remember. Oh, we got some really good pizza. A place called like Pagliacci's. Pagliacci's. Yeah. Oh, Pagliacci's Pizza. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That was good. I don't that know if I've good. ever had pizza in Seattle. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I would say most cities have a great pizza joint. Yeah. This uh, this I, pizza was. I good. agree. Yeah. I know a lot of people, especially from New York, that will not agree with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, can we? Oh, okay. I have two more on Seattle, and then we're then we move on. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the first one is a dish at Safeco Field. It is the garlic fries, um, which I was very proud of the fact that I went to high school with the girl whose grandpa like invented the Seattle Safeco garlic fries somehow. 
I don't know Whoa. if that's true, but she always told us that that, that was rules. True. <laughs> and they are they're made by Kid Valley, which is another stalwart of Seattle. And they are so if you're ever at Safeco Field for any event, which you know, ten years time when we find a, right. <laughs> a an ability to do that, but they are unbelievably garlicky. Do not eat them if you're there on a date. But if you've already locked that date in and it's like your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, then go for it. Nice. And is they it will re- suffer. Is it too basic to say the, the the fish market at Pike Place? No. No. Because no, there's that one that one store. You must know the one I'm talking about. Where you can get the... The chowder place? Yeah, yes, exactly. And you can get like a fish sandwich. Yep. Or like fish and rice, you know. It's on the the lower level, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. I forget what it's called. There's a few of them. But the one I'm thinking of, yeah, it's just like a counter. Yeah. That place is that is well, under- I mean the other thing about that place is like it's right across the street from Showbox and yeah. it's just it's yep. it's even if you're not hungry, it's great to just go walk through there. I sort of it is. I have like a love hate relationship with that place because I love public markets. I, yeah. That's like one of my favorite things to find when I'm on tour. That place is just so touristy. It's, it's like the most touristy, touristy the, public the, market you'll ever find. Yeah. And the OG but, Starbucks is right there too. So the yeah, people, yeah. that that line, <laughs> if you want to see a line, go to where the original Starbucks is. And it's right. the same it's, shit you get in any it's, other it, Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> There's literally one half a block away, another Starbucks. I mean, there, yeah, the it's opposite not, direction, right? It's not untrue to say that there are. It it is weird to me how much Seattle st- like still drinks Starbucks, but there I will say in in addition to the fish spot across the way. So it's not in Pike's Place, but it's right next to the OG Starbucks. So just weed through that line, and there's a spot called Peroshki Peroshki. Which is a Russian, Dumpling I think. House, right? yeah. No, that's Pelmeni, oh, which is uh, amazing as well. And in Fremont, which is a Russian dumpling spot, the OG Pelmeni is in Bellingham, which is where I went to college. Amazing spot. But this Peroshki Peroshki spot is a pastry, like a Russian pastry. You get like a beef sauerkraut, uh, for lack of a better term, croissant type of a thing. It's unbelievable. Nice. Wow. And that's that. another like say, uh, showbox spot, cheap spot. Like, yeah, there's there's so much good stuff. I mean, it's you know it's busy around there, but I always have such a good time in that part of town. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, there's one other thing. I, I, I <laughs> now I'm, now it's coming back to me. Get it going. Um, not food, but coffee. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I know where you're going. Yeah. This there's two locations of this place. Slate, right? Slate Coffee Roasters, yeah, baby. But the original one is very close to the hall of justice too in ballard mm-hmm. and um it's incredible it's like honestly the best coffee i think i've ever had in my life oh wow so we would hit that up on the way to the studio yep. i mean you i'm not gonna lie they they take their time it you you really have to go you can't be like super like hung over or tired and like need a coffee immediately and go there because no. you're gonna wait about 15 minutes right but you're gonna fly high but you are gonna fly high and they do like (laughs) they do weird things they did like a deconstructed espresso Mm -hmm. or a deconstructed americano or something i can't remember yep um which i'm gonna be honest i don't see the point of but i um, don't understand it but just do it for me 
I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it. I came here for you to do it. It's literally yeah. hot water and, and espresso <laughs> juice. But also, I was impressed that they had that on the menu and that people ordered it and paid like $20 for it. Yeah. I was like, good for you guys for, for, them. for that. How, how much? I mean, I'm, it might, I'm exaggerating. Maybe it wasn't. Nine fifty. I don't know. Yeah, but pays, pays that though. Seattle lease. I mean, me? definitely I was paying at least five bucks for like a eight ounce and coffee. And you're having four a day. Right. Eight ounce Americana. Right. Right. Yeah. No, not me. I, I'd be like super so cracked out after yeah. one. But. I mean, I think it would be irresponsible to talk about Seattle and not mention a coffee place. Yeah. You have to. And there's, there is also, just to note, for touring, there is a Slate location on either 45th or 50th right next door to the Neptune. So if you ever play the Neptune in Seattle, you are going to wake up on your bus next to Slate Coffee. So you're welcome. Is that it for Seattle? Did we do it? Oh, man. I think so. All I really wanted to talk about was Dick's Burgers. So. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that. I love them so much. London is maybe one of my favorite places on the planet. I haven't been there as many times as I would like to have gone there, but um, I'm excited to hear what you guys have there, especially you, Sam. Well, I hope this isn't going to be disappointing because I, I have to admit, I I grew up in London, but I moved to the states when i was 20 and honestly this sounds really weird but i don't think that i cared very much about eating (laughs) or food until i mean if you're yeah if you're moving here when you're 20 i didn't give a shit when i was 20 yeah i was i was just doing whatever was cheap and easy so the only places that i really love and go back to there are like places from when i was a kid that stuck out in my mind yeah or a couple fast food places. Uh, this is not going to be like a gourmet. No, it does. You know. Even better, actually. Yeah, let's hear the fast food ones. All right, let's start with... This is kind of a... Uh, there, I know that, that some people don't feel the same way as me, but I would say that my favorite fast food restaurant, probably of any fast food restaurant in the world, is Nando's. Cheeky Nands. It's you, so good. Yeah, okay, good. You're on board it's with Nando's. So, I'm so, so Dude, I went to London with my wife for the first time um, last year, last July. And one of the things I was looking forward to the most was taking her to Nando's for her first time. And yes. it was so much and fun. And peri-peri sauce. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was it's great. It's just great. I don't know what people's problem is. Open late. It. They serve beer. Yeah. It's cheap. London is it's not awesome. a cheap eating city, and you no. can go to it's, Nando's. No, it's not. That's a good point. Spend your per diem and get a really good chicken. Get dinner. a whole chicken if you want. Yeah. yeah. What's your side I, of choice? My so. side. Oh, definitely peri peri fries. Yeah, but I do yeah, like those the spicy. Awesome. Rice. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the spicy rice as well. Yeah, but you can't have. If anything, you get one of each. Yeah, but I'm. I like. I like uh, heat, so I get the like chicken. Usually, I get chicken and pita, but get it extra hot and then put on the extra hot nando's peri sauce as well nice that's awesome i can attest that sam can hold his spice i can i can you uh, and i are the spice <laughs> seekers i think of, i think so i yeah. think so yeah did i get you into the vindaloo yes yeah when we lamb vindaloo <laughs> that's that would be the second not at nando's but at no no <laughs> at an indian spot but that would be the second <laughs> indian food of course is. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Indian place in I, in London? I do. I, I wouldn't say that it's my favorite because it's necessarily the best. It's just it 
is on the street that I grew up on. So mm-hmm. it's like the most familiar to me. But it's called the Curry Manjil. It's uh, on England's Lane in North, like Hampstead. Hampstead slash in between kind of Belsize Park, which is like in between Hampstead and Camden Town, which is where I grew up. And uh, I love it. But yeah, that's my that's my go to. It's um, also my best friend lives literally behind it. So anytime oh, nice. I'm in town, that's where we'll go. You hit that and you go to the Washington. <laughs> the Washington. <yeah. laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's so easy there with Indian food. It's just like you can walk in anywhere and it's going to be good. Yeah, definitely. That's not a that. Yeah, that's not an overstatement. That's no, it's true. it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I feel like there's plenty of cities that, um, you know, they're obviously known for certain dishes or a, a, a specific type of cuisine. But it's like I think London delivers the most of any of those cities on Indian food. You know what I mean? London so, is Indian and wraps to London as is like uh, Mexican food to L.A. Yeah, a hundred. Totally. I mean, there are 100%. other U.K cities that are have incredible indian food as well i mean i re- i've only recently discovered that the indian food in glasgow is like insane the only thing i know we're not talking about glasgow but we have to mention that sam and i went we so we played what's that street that we played on that everybody uh, all the clubs it's the rock it's, clubs well it was like it's like right ne- what we played in a place that was like right next to nice and sleazy's which is the kind yeah. of famous indie club there and we went into a bar at about 2 p.m to have a drink because that's what you do <laughs> i think we went to nice and sleazy's actually yeah but it was empty <laughs> there was one person working and I, and it was two so naturally not to make yourself feel like you're drinking too early you order a bloody mary and we ordered bloody marys and as the bartender <laughs> this nice gal was making it she started pouring in red wine and we were what? like, and Sam and I are both down to like try anything. We've, we're adventurous, but like we looked at each other and we kind of both looked like, yeah, she's pouring in red wine into this Bloody Mary. And then came the vodka. How was I've, it? I've since. I finished his. I've, I've since. Yeah, yeah. I've since realized, I think, that it wasn't red wine, but it was a drink that's specific to scotland called buckfast oh okay um which is i don't know some sort of fermented it's some sort of really disgusting alcohol that is made by monks in. it's made by monks in like bath or somewhere in, in england but no one drinks it in england but in scotland they drink it Anyway, anyway, back to London. Back to London. <laughs> back to London. Well, I got to give a shout out to uh, this Thai restaurant called Khao San. Yes. Um, there are a few locations. The original one is in Brixton Market. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, like, very close family friends run it. And it's the best Thai food in the city, I think. I mean, I am biased, but um, I've had it, and I've had her. We've been yeah. fortunate enough to eat in your your yeah. family friend's home, yeah. And she's cooked for us, and it's absolutely unbelievable. Yes, nice. Um, That's awesome. It's just ridiculously good. I mean, I'm I'm like really particular when it comes to Thai food. If I go to Thai restaurants, I never order curry because I always find it disappointing. Um, oh, I don't know. Like I mean, I'm open to. If someone was like, "This place does a really good green curry," then I would try it. 
but if it's some random Thai place, I'll I'd much rather go for like the barbecue stuff or um, right. lab. I really like lab. Honestly, one of my go-to dishes at any Thai restaurant in the last like two years is consistently been panang curry. I yeah. don't know if you if you they, get into panang curry at all, but it's like that they, changed a lot for me uh as far as like ordering thai takeout or like deliver we get thai food a lot at home and i'm always getting panang curry the panang curry at kaosan change your life brother is really good (laughs) nice it's like probably the best thing we'd be remiss to talk about to talk about london and not talk about breakfast yeah this is true um I have a spot that comes to mind. Oh, God, yeah, of course. Ipolici's. Ipolici's classic. Which is a proper East London Cockney <laughs> yeah. uh, breakfast, I think it's Italian Cockney joint. It's been Where open, it? it's, it's in Bethnal Green. It's okay. been open since like 1901 or something. And this guy, Nev, I, I love this place <laughs> so much. So it's like, a, it's a, similar to a lot of spots in London or, or really in, in Europe where. It's a little bit of a. It's like three steps down into this kind of semi-submerged spot, and oh no, it's not actually. It's just on the ground. Never mm. mind. Don't <laughs> think about that. And this guy Nev, I won't even try to do his accent, but he <laughs> refers to any. If you're with a gal, he he will he will adorn her with compliments and basically throw you under the table. Yes. If you're with like like I went with my wife and and he just berated me asking yeah. or asking her why she's with me yeah <laughs> and in a way that was just so incredible and hilarious that's awesome he's really good he'll always like i think they get a lot of um bands in there and like yeah he showed us his scrapbook were you there when yeah you i think he did he has a little scrapbook of 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 bands that yeah. played that's so cool he was like he was like he opened it up and he was like oh yeah you know my niece saw this guy. I didn't know who he was, and he opened it up, and it was him and Mac DeMarco. Like at, at he believes he's rules. like he came in yesterday, and then we were in there, and he. So it's an Italian cognizant spot. So we, I always get a full English with fry bread, yeah. and it's it's a greasy spoon cockney breakfast joint. But it's, it's not going to be like a Sunday roast high class. It's the shit. greasy spoon. It's the spot you want to be. Um, That's awesome, and the the atmosphere is amazing. It's so small, like yeah. you can. There's barely any room to sit. It's like, re- and it's always packed full of like proper East End Cockney dudes, yeah, or nice. tourists. It's just there's only those two, but it's um, <laughs> and everyone's just shout. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's just yelling. Shouting. Man, Young that lady. place sounds yeah. like a dream. <laughs> the, one of the times I was in there, these four huge guys came in. And sat down and ordered <laughs> like a plate of, of red sauce spaghetti. At, like and this was at like nine in the morning, and I found out that one of the dudes was like a, a super famous. I don't know anything about boxing, but he was a, a really famous boxer, and I guess he comes in there every day to eat. And so Nev just like feeds this dude spaghetti every day. Wow. It was literally nine in the morning, and, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you like won his fight last night." Did you ever? Do you know who the Cray twins are? I have no idea who they are. They were these infamous um, brothers who were really violent but successful gangsters in the East End of London in like the 50s and 60s. And they ran a bunch of illegal casinos. Um, 
but there's a film, there's a couple films about them. One that came out in the 80s that stars Spandau Ballet as the, the two, the brothers from Spandau Ballet as, <laughs> as the Cray twins. That's not a very good film. But then, <laughs> but then there was a film that came that. out maybe four or five years ago that stars Tom Hardy as both of them because they're twins. Nice. And um, <laughs> they shot a lot. They shot a lot of it all in like actual pubs and restaurants and cafes in Bethnal Green. And there's like a, there's a couple really good scenes that take place in Ippolici's. That's the, awesome. And yeah. that feature that you know they've got the Italian the Italian like busboy who works in there. Oh really? Yeah, he's in the film. Oh wow! <laughs> oh sick! Yeah, because he also it's funny because Nev always says that his mom cooks everything. Yeah, he's always like, "Yeah, and my mom's in the back," and he always packages. He gifts you like homemade like yeah. um, bread pudding. Yeah, always. every time he gives you a thing of bread pudding to take, uh, like a big slab yeah. of bread pudding. Whoa. I mean, there's definitely aspects of Nev that you can tell is like it's kind of a bit of an act, but it's a great act. How can you not love it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you've ever, I, that well, sounds awesome. Mike, have you? Uh, there's a hotel. The reason why we go there a lot too is, I mean, a lot of clubs i guess that bands play now are are around there yeah or in decent proximity but there's a hotel called the re hotel it's gone it's gone r.i.p re yeah man that was like there's (laughs) another hotel called the the um i'm gonna forget now there's another hotel in west london that all the like rock bands stay oh yeah yeah i forget k west that's what it's called the k west hotel terrible place the re is is is, (laughs) has is now a trendy mama shelter Ooh! They turned into oh like a god. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not staying there anymore. Another spot that our, I think Joel, our our sound engineer is from Rugby, England, which is a suburb or it's, a it's tiny co- town. Yeah, it's it's in the Midlands. It's like you know, close-ish yeah. to Birmingham. And Joel, Joel is a an absolute fucking legend, he and is. he yes. puts up with us and makes us sound way better than we are, and. Um, <laughs> He, he's, uh, I mean, he spent all of his early years in, in London in like the nineties and, and so he has some good stories, but he, I think it might've been you, but I think it was Joel turned me on to a place on Brick Lane, the, the famous, oh, the bagel hipster, shop, the bagel shop yeah. spelled B E I G E L bagel bake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, but, but specifically, I know there's a few like London has like, you can get a good bagel in London, and there's a there's a specific dish for for like ninety uh, cents called it tuna and sweet corn. Tuna sweet corn, yeah. Have you had this, Mike? No. What's tuna that? Tuna and sweet corn bagel is a godsend <laughs> at three a.m. after you've been at the Washington just pounding Camden Hells, and it is unbelievable. It's very quick just like people go in there you get like a couple tuna sweet corn they're a smaller bagel and that's all it is i think it's a tuna with like a tuna mix so it's got onion and and mayo and and whatnot and sweet corn yeah that's crazy that's the thing that i remember from from growing up was there's a lot of sweet corn in in things that that people just don't but i I love it i mean i love that too is it canned yeah, yeah, I think because so. a lot of a lot of like stalwarts of of British cuisine are from the war. Yeah, I know Marmite, 
baked beans, Branson pickle, s- stuff that just doesn't go off. I Man, love we're Branson stocked pickle. up here at home with baked beans. Ever since oh, yeah. uh, my wife and I went to London together, she was just like, "We gotta keep on." Where are you buying? Where are beans. you buying? You're getting Heinz baked beans. Yeah, we're getting them on Amazon. Oh, on Amazon. <laughs> oh wow, because I was gonna say you can't like, you can't go to. American baked beans are not the same. No. They're not the ketchup no, no. base. Yeah, we've we've got the Heinz baked beans, oh, and it's, it's. I'm not a big breakfast person, but for multiple reasons, like eggs, kind of fuck me up, and then eating early in the morning makes me feel like garbage. Yeah, so exactly. I'm just not prone to eating breakfast. But English breakfast is one of my favorite things to eat over oh, there. Like it's, so it's incredible. Have you been to? You live in Highland Park. You said. Have you yeah. been to? that store right next to Walt's, Kitty O'Shea's. No, I've never gone in there. Oh, my God. It's amazing. You're there I mean, every it's, day, so. It's tiny. <laughs> it is like the size of a closet, but um, it's all like British and Irish import food. That's awesome. Good to know. I mean, it's like outrageously overpriced, but, you know, it's like a <laughs> tiny little shop run by this, you know, lovely old lady. I don't want to say old but you know an older lovely lady she's owned it for a while maybe um and yeah i went there actually last week to buy some baked beans nice you also we also did a a, a socially distanced session uh a couple days ago and you showed up with a massive treat which is <laughs> yeah. leads me to our favorite uh UK british snack <laughs> uk crisp is it a crisp no it's, it's a, some sort it's of a, a snack yeah it's not a crisp which is uh, <laughs> none other than Twiglets. I don't think I've ever had Twiglets. Oh my goodness! I love Twiglets. It's uh, a what Marmite. is a Twiglet? It's Marmite. It's essentially like a Marmite Cheeto. Yeah, except it's Whoa. not. It's not in any way cheesy. No, 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 no. It's no. it's sort. There's nothing that's even remotely similar to it over here. But um, it's basically like the most savory thing you could ever taste. Bitter. <laughs> yeah. It's, unbelievable they're called twiglets because they look like twigs yep they i don't know what they're made of but it they, is like a mar, it's very similar to a marmite no yeah they've got marmite on them for sure yeah but yeah. but it's really hard to explain how they taste just like marmite if, if you don't know what marmite tastes like you'd never be able to know what a twiglet tastes like it's right. it's the it's thinner than a cheeto it's it's probably some sort of wheat like a whole wheat yeah. it tastes very dark like that like a dark whole wheat or maybe some rye in there i think it and is it's crispy wheat. it's yeah. crispy like a cheeto but again more dense yeah and it you just dip it in the marmite we and did oh have my gosh i i had been going on to the rest of the band the first time we toured in the uk about the crisps um because i'm just like a fiend for crisps british and, crisps yeah <laughs> and we were really wasted after one show, and we went to <laughs> a gas station, petrol station, yeah, and just cleared it out. Bought like I, w- I made us buy like every kind, and we just sat in the hotel lobby at three in the morning, and I had like a review of every crisp. Oh man, on, that sounds I have it on video. awesome! And yeah, I set up my camera, nobody knew, and for about two hours, send we sat. that. Can you yeah, send me that video? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's atrocious because we are so shit faced. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Like everyone just sounds like this. I'm just like, I never like tried. oh, the Monster Munch is yeah. really my favorite. Oh wait, yeah. the the Twiglets with the Monster Munch together yeah. are unbelievable. Yeah. I'm so thirsty. Yeah, I think we we had like, yeah, we had some Twiglets out. We had 
uh, pickled onion monster munch. Oh, dude, that which is, is a, a jam. It's just a great one. It's very intense. It can cut your mouth the, the way. Oh that. man, yeah. Don't don't mess with that. Um, some hula hoops, um, real McCoys. I think we got like the beef real McCoys or something. Yep. Nice, pretty standard like pub pub chip. But um, yeah, the Twiglets became the winner. That was the one that we we the kept winner. going back to. But yeah, I mean, it's it's worth talking about how, in general, because the UK gets like shat on a lot for the culinary, you know, kind of culture. I, I think mean, it's really unfair. I love. I can understand why. Like, it, it it got a really bad rap. I think from the seventies through to the nineties, okay. and then it had kind of like a culinary revolution, but. And I'm not even going to try and stand up for any, like, high dining gourmet stuff. But I will say that I think just as a, in terms of touring, when you stop to get some food at a gas station, it's just so much better. Yeah, you can actually oh, it's eat. way yeah. better. I've got one more question for you guys. Sam, are you familiar with the game Fuck, Mary Kill? Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I, did, I did an episode with the Twilight Sad guys a while back and... <laughs> Uh, Brendan, the, he's from Glasgow. He told me that when he was a kid, there was a game, a game show called Snog Mary Avoid, which really? was like apparently a game Scottish, show, like on yeah. TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I know you guys like to drink. We're gonna do a fuck Mary kill liquor edition. Oh, okay. You mean like as in like liquor, as in like spirits, or are you saying just all alcohol in general? No, liquor, like, yeah, like, we'll do whiskey, tequila, okay. rum. Okay. All right, my answer is fuck the Glaswegian red wine stuff. <laughs> <laughs> fuck whatever fuck that fast. is. <laughs> fuck fast. Yeah. All right, sorry. Continue, Mike. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we, we'll do whiskey, tequila, and rum. Oh. Okay. You are, first. Are, are we doing brands or just general? Just in general. Okay. Um, uh... Fuck the tequila, marry the whiskey, and kill the rum. And I say that with 100% certainty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm I not just copying out, but I completely agree with you there. Yeah. I, I, th- I think I would have to kill the whiskey. You really? would kill the whiskey? Well, oh, interesting. Wow. I, had a, I, I had a whiskey phase for a while, and now I uh, pretty much all I drink liquor-wise is tequila and rum at this point. Okay. Rum. Would you? I'm be- not sure if I've ever like drank rum on purpose. Oh man! <laughs> it's always like, "What's that?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we're making especially it sound like cocktail. Like I love, rum, I love rum cocktails for sure. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. When you you know tiki tiki. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. But that's would you, in things. defense of rum, Mike? Would you knowing us knowing nothing about the rum culture of of the world? Uh, <laughs> do you think rum gets grouped into the tiki category? Uh, prematurely and there is more to it than that like is i have, yeah, I have no yeah, yeah definitely I, I think i mean i don't know nearly as much as i have some friends that are really really deep into rum um you can just get so deep with rum and i think a lot of people just you know they're like oh yeah tiki drinks which is fair i mean it's great it's a great use of rum <laughs> <laughs> well there are like really aged old rums and stuff yeah. yeah i yeah. guess all, i guess you know just all kinds of different ones the biggest pro with being really into rum is that that kind of makes you sort of like a pirate. <laughs> so, you know? I mean, uh, I hope so. That's cool. I'm into that. 
<laughs> I mean, it just sounds fun, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it sounds exciting. It just sounds fun. Um, well, I think that's all I got for you guys. But thanks for doing this. Sterling, yeah. I miss you. Sam, it was great to see you again. Yeah, I know, you know, we don't know each other very well. Hopefully we can change that when all this shit's over. Let's have a rum. Let's do <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> I miss you too, my kid. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening. If you want to keep up with Low Moon, they're on Instagram at Low Moon. That's L-O-M-O-O-N. You can find us on Instagram at food.ontour. And again, if you have any questions, comments, or food recommendations, please send those over to foodontourguys at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Yeah.